The Masters Tournament is officially underway. Welcome in to this Thursday edition of the All Southern Program with your host, John Rawl, who grew up a couple of fairways away from Augusta, Georgia. And speaking of the Masters, in Hour 2, we'll have our Southern Golf Report. Jason Nall is standing by just outside of Augusta with his executive director of Southern States Junior Classics role. He has his complete Masters preview coming our way in Hour 2. You do not want to miss that. And we'll find out from Jason his expectation. Who's going to win the darn thing, in his opinion? That coming up in Hour 2. I am so excited. It's just a great week in Augusta and throughout the South as we celebrate the sport of golf. Golf's biggest stage, it happens right here in the South every year this time, and we're excited about the Masters. Plus, in Hour 2, we'll have our SEC Spotlight. We'll start it off with the standings of college baseball and some news about a hopeful, and I think it's going to happen, a kind of series between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Oklahoma Sooners. It's going to be a long way from now, but... That got scheduled. We'll tell you about it in hour two. This hour, we're going to do something really fun in the next segment. We'll have the 13 unique Southern food festivals that are happening this month. You don't have to wait months for this one. It's got great stuff that we'll tell you from slaw burgers to more. It's the 13 unique Southern food festivals, courtesy of y'all.com. That will be up in our next segment in our festive South here on today's show. And at the bottom of this hour, Hey, how about this? We told you last week throughout the month of April, since this is the month the Civil War started, this is the month the Civil War ended, we're going to spotlight on the Civil War. And I have found a really cool book. It's called Behind the Rifle, Women in Civil War, Mississippi. And it's out now on University Press of Mississippi. It just came out two months ago. And the author of that book, Shelby Harrell, she'll be on later this hour to tell us all about her unique book about women from Mississippi participating in the civil war so that is coming up you don't want to miss that fantastic discussion later this hour if you want to reach us here and have a little fantastic thought we welcome that our number is 803-816-1170 on the web we're y'all.com instagram twitter at y'all show we start our looking at headlines from the south today with roe v wade as more and more southern states are pushing near bans on abortions now we know in georgia right now governor brian kemp has a measure on his desk that would essentially outlaw late-term abortions and we are seeing other states get into this i know texas has had a major i think i saw where something you could go to jail perhaps i think in texas uh all of this is not law yet. It's just being discussed. But in Alabama, a bill there put forward by Terry Collins, it's kind of like the heartbeat bill. It's intended as a direct challenge to the Roe, the 1973 Supreme Court ruling that legalized abortion nationwide. And Representative Collins said, to me, this is an issue the court simply got wrong years ago. And he hopes that President Donald Trump's appointments of Gorsuch and Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court will lead to the reconsideration of roe v wade the head of atlanta-based planned parenthood southeast says that the bans are blatantly unconstitutional and lawmakers know it they just don't care that from stacy fox in atlanta but right now abortion and the discussion of it perhaps being outlawed is getting more and more traction remember just about every single southern state its state legislature is heavy heavy conservative heavy heavy republican thus the reason for that but pardon the pun as of now roe v wade is still the law of the land and it trumps 
pun intended there it trumps anything these states will come up with i'm not sure that's the way the 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 founders of the country intended for sub, the supreme court to have that much leeway when it comes to state rights but that's the way it's been for decades now so we'll find out more and you'll continue to see headlines about the possible outlawing of abortions in states across the southeast a disturbing story coming from anderson county kentucky this week as kentucky state police say a drug track a drug transaction used as a ruse for a robbery led to the shooting of a woman in anderson county that left her dead and her unborn baby dead and authorities have now arrested a 33 year old Derek morris and 20 year old jonathan harley in connection with the robbery on april 9th and a shooting at the home on Saffle Street in Anderson County, Kentucky. And that's where police say that 22-year-old Lauren Ken, who was in her third trimester of a pregnancy, was mortally wounded with a gunshot wound to the chest. They say that these two would-be robbers came in the home and, and ended up pistol-whipping a man that was in the home, but shooting this woman and her unborn baby. And they both, of course, have died and Morris was charged with murder and first-degree burglary, first-degree robbery. Harley was charged with first-degree robbery and being held in the Shelby County Detention Center in Kentucky. One person was killed and more than a dozen injured in Durham, North Carolina, Wednesday, when a building exploded from a gas leak. Durham Fire Chief Robert Zoldal said the blast involved five buildings on the block and catastrophically damaged one other. A awful scene there from Durham on Wednesday. In Memphis, unfortunately, that city has topped a list, and it's not exactly a, a list you want to be on. Memphis is first on the list for teen sex. A study published this week by the Journal of the American Medical Association looked at 17 cities across the country analyzing the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System, which tracks sexual intercourse before age 13, along with another national survey. And Memphis, unfortunately, comes in number one. The research found Memphis topped the list with one out of every four Memphis teens reporting they'd had sex by the age of 13. And Tennessee is among the southern states that require high school sex education classes be age-appropriate and stress abstinence. While classes may talk about contraceptives and STD prevention, there are limits. And they're having these, this is before they turn 13, they're not even in high school when they have this. So that again, Memphis topping the list for teen sex. In the Lone Star State, Governor Greg Abbott announced yesterday that he's calling for the state's first sales tax increase in nearly 30 years, and he's hoping to boost money for classrooms and cut property taxes, which have they been struggling to achieve both with just weeks left to deliver in the state of Texas's legislative session. The plan would push the sales tax rate to 7.25%, which would tie Texas with California for the highest in the entire country, which is kind of strange that this is happening, and Governor Abbott is a Republican, as Texas Republicans for years have mocked the nation's biggest liberal state as the wrong way to govern. I don't think this is going to kind of uh, go through in Austin. But again, the governor calling for Texas to have their first sales tax hike in 30 years. To West Virginia, the governor there, Jim Justice, said on Wednesday that he has nothing to hide and he respects the federal grand jury process after a subpoena was issued targeting state commerce records related to a posh resort he owns 
and a PGA golf tournament that's held there. And the subpoena seeks contracts, communications, and financial records from the state of West Virginia related to the Greenbrier Resort, the annual golf tournament that's held there, and the tournament's financial arm. The subpoena names Justice, his son, and daughter, and other high-ranking resort employees. The billionaire governor told reporters that he doesn't have anything to hide. Anything you're going to find around me is going to center around. There are some mistakes naturally along the way, but anything you're going to find around me is going to be goodness, and it's going to be the right thing. Kind of sounds familiar here with the governor, a billionaire, and having his own golf course. I didn't realize he owned the Greenbrier and the State Commerce Department in West Virginia previously sponsored the Greenbrier Classic, now known as a military tribute at the Greenbrier. And that is going to happen, I think, in the summertime is when they had that particular deal. Back into Alabama for some state political news. A legislator there is proposing that the kind of, it's got kind of becoming a, a common theme across the country. People are going to war against plastic. And a legislator in Montgomery is now putting a bill forward that would keep Alabama cities from banning plastic bags and phone cups. That's that's quite a change. And the Senate Governmental Affairs Committee voted 9-2 to to send the bill to the Senate floor. It was offered by Scottsboro State Senator Steve Livingston, a Republican. And this bill would prohibit local governments from banning the use of plastic bags and other single-use bags and containers It would also prohibit local governments from charging a fee for their use. Now, Senator Livingston, I like the idea. I like the idea that you're pushing forward. I was just in Scottsboro last week, a lovely place in the northeast corner of Alabama, right on the Tennessee River. And it's so beautiful there with the river flowing right next to the town. And I'll be honest, Senator Livingston, I didn't really see much trash. I didn't see a lot of plastic bags on the streets of Scottsboro and getting into the Tennessee River there. So maybe that's part of the reason you want to, I, I guess you're trying to say that in Scottsboro and in Jackson County, Alabama, they know what to do with plastic bags when, and cups when you're done with it. You put you put it in the right place. You recycle and or throw away. You don't throw it out for the birds to chew on or die or anything else. So a definite change, but wouldn't you expect that? coming from alabama just kind of saying no we want to keep our plastic bags sounds good crazy story from coming from houston a woman there is suing the houston astros for more than a million dollars because the team's cute little lovable mascot orbit (laughs) have you seen orbit it's a really cute mascot for the astros well evidently at a past astros game orbit came out with the t-shirt cannon and he shot off a t-shirt and it hit jennifer hardy and according to her it shattered her left index finger during that game in july of last year and this bazooka style cannon it it struck her finger and it broke her finger and now she's suing not for a couple hundred dollars in medical damages a million dollars more than a million dollars the Astros put a statement out this week that said the team is aware of the lawsuit with allegations regarding Orbit's T-shirt launcher. We do not agree with the allegations. The Astros will continue to use the fan-popular T-shirt launchers during games. As this is an ongoing legal matter, we will have no further comment on this matter. 
I love those t-shirt guns. I've never been able to win one myself. Orbit, if you're around me sometime, if I go there to the ballpark in Houston, I would like one. But just don't break my finger. Don't even sprain my finger. But that seems a little harsh. This lady, Jennifer, didn't lose her finger. She just had it evidently broken. And and I know it had to hurt. And she should receive something. But a million dollars to me, just that's kind of me talking here. That seems rather... Uh, pardon the pun exorbitant <laughs> all right 160 160 160 dogs have been seized from a home in rockdale county that's conyers georgia to the east of atlanta and authorities there seized these dogs and they came to the home and did cite the homeowner for the dogs officials said the property was overrun with dogs you think with 160 on there but there were no signs of any criminal activity. The homeowner voluntarily gave up the dogs when officials came to the place there. They've been taken to the Rockdale County Animal Shelter, and we'll see what happens there. But I guess most states, maybe not a single state, has a kind of rule how many dogs and pets you can have. And there in Conyers, 160 dogs seized this week. How about this wacky story coming from Orangeburg, South Carolina? A nurse was shot inside the emergency room and this happened on wednesday a man had carried a weapon when he sought mental health the day there and before he was turned away the man's gun went off and he told his girlfriend that it was okay to bring him back friday for more treatment he showed up at the emergency room with another gun and randomly opened fire wounding a nurse in the emergency room in orangeburg at the regional medical center The nurse was immediately taken into surgery, and this happened again early on Wednesday. And unfortunately, he's in critical condition, according to a news conference. The gunman was taken into custody, and the emergency room was shut down while authorities investigated. But a crazy story coming from Orangeburg, just to the south of Columbia. Hey, more Confederate craziness, although this is more about the term Dixie. In Winston-Salem, the city council is being urged to remove the word Dixie from the name of its annual fair each year forever fans have gone to winston-salem for the dixie classic fair and now a local pastor in winston-salem bishop sir walter mack jr he he's now saying that he in 1988 he did research on the name dixie and he's not been to the fair since then and another person said that the fair should have a name that looks forward and not back Mayor Allen Joins suggested keeping the word classic in the name to maintain the brand. Remember, Winston-Salem just removed a Confederate statue from downtown. So something tells me that the mayor and all of his weaklings there in Winston-Salem are going to rename the Dixie Classic Fair. Watch me. Watch me. I'm telling you, it's going to probably happen. And another vestige of our great. I mean, this is a fair, for goodness sakes. I mean, who cares what it's called as long as it's not too overly offensive and the word dixie is certainly not offensive give me a break and uh more confederate craziness here on the y'all show a shark that got wrapped in a car belt has now been rescued by fishermen in alabama great job there in gulf shores it was a bull shark and it had been wrapped in a car belt when fishermen reeled it in the belt was so tight that it dug into the shark's body so that even after it was cut off it left an indentation and we have seen photos of this thing brave fishermen there going out there to help save the shark get that car built how in the world did that car built get 
on a shark but that's what happened it looks like the shark was able to go back out in the ocean and we wish that shark all the best and hopefully that car that shark won't come inland and, and go after some crawfish because in this story here on y'all today if you are in houston and you go to a particular ice cream shop called red circle ice cream they have something on the menu that i can't imagine is that good but it's called crawfish ice cream i'm not making this up and red circle there in houston it's known for creative desserts and unconventional flavors they've got something called hot cheetos they also have spicy texas chili ice cream even have something called barbecue ice cream but now their latest creation is (laughs) yeah crawfish ice cream you heard me and you can go to houston and check it out the ice cream doesn't actually come serve with the crustacean but it sure looks like it does i don't know what they've got on there but it it looks good actually especially if you like crawfish here's a crazy story and in you know they say southerners are, are dumb and 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 make dumb decisions how about this story this happened in the south but it involves a canadian family they were in florida they brought along their grandfather an 87 year old man in the car with them and while in the sunshine state the man died in the car and instead of going to authorities there they decided to head back up to canada and we may not know about this story except that we know that when this family got back to the canadian border in hemingford quebec officials there discovered the body of fernand drapeau and he had died two days before and this family had been hauling him around in their car the reason they kept the man in the car with them is they kept driving back to canada because they did not want to deal with costly american health care that's a that's a very bizarre statement but yeah hauling him around for two days in the car with them right there in florida and all the other states that the body went through and finally we need another waffle house story here on this thursday and we got one this coming from tennessee as a woman sally selby a 45 year old was arrested and charged with theft after police pulled her over on the highway in crossville tennessee near knoxville for taking an electric scooter on a joyride and she was spotted on surveillance video entering a walmart about 4:15, getting into the scooter and riding in around the store as she shopped then she drove the scooter out of walmart about a half an hour later and appeared to do a test run around the parking lot before riding it onto U.S. Highway 127. And this woman ended up uh, getting into trouble there. She was driving to a Waffle House to get a cup of coffee, she said, when the scooter was taken back. She was on the Walmart scooter driving to Waffle House to get coffee, according to police in Crossville, Tennessee. Miss Selby, I, 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 that Walmart, uh, that Walmart scooter, and that Waffle House coffee must be something you just can't, you just can't resist. Well, that will be all of our headlines here today on y'all. When we come back, we've got the 13 unique Southern food festivals going on the rest of this month. We'll tell you what they are. And a reminder, in a little bit here on the Y'all Show, we'll have an author of Behind the Rifle, Women in Civil War, Mississippi. She'll be on later this hour to discuss all things Civil War. All that on today's Y'all Show. Hang on. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. 
<sighs> moving expenses? There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 6565. Avant.com, code 6565. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Oh gosh. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music get up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming get up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. It's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And here at Y'all, we're proud to have all kinds of goodies for you, including our website, y'all.com. It is filled with all kinds of great stories. We actually have the Y'all Show linked on y'all.com. Go check it out and go on Facebook and like us, y'all.com on Facebook, and you'll get all this stuff magically right there on Facebook if you like us. We appreciate that. From y'all.com, we find the story penned by Clark Shelton. It is called 13 Unique Southern Food Festivals in April. And we have the list of these 13 festivals. And if you're lucky enough to live near any of them, ooh, you need to go check them out. We are excited. In fact, Clark writes here on the article that he was inspired by our recent y'all show where we talked about the upcoming North Carolina Pickle Festival. That's this weekend in Mount Olive. They have a pickle princess there. It'll be crowned. And a pickle eating contest. Now that's this weekend in Mount Olive. Here's a list of some other festivals going on in the South going on. In fact, and the other Carolina in St. George this very weekend, they have the World's Grits Festival. It's a three day celebration of fun filled events. 
including a parade, a rolling in the grits contest, and beauty queens, grits mills, and so much fun. St. George, 45 minutes north of Charleston, the World Grits Festival taking place this weekend. In Virginia Beach, Virginia, this weekend, it's the East Coast She Crab Soup Classic, an open competition among over 15 participating restaurants. The classic focuses on one of the region's most loved seafood delicacies, the East Coast She Crab Soup Classic in Virginia Beach this weekend. That's this weekend. Now, if we fast forward into next weekend, here's one you got to try out. The world's biggest fish fry in Paris, but not the one over across the pond. This one's in Paris, Tennessee. It starts April 20th. It runs through April 28th. The festival involves around the fish tent where, by last account, over one over 12,500 pounds of catfish is served with all of the trimmings. Paris, kind of on the Tennessee River in West Tennessee, but almost Middle Tennessee, right at the Kentucky line. The world's biggest fish fry coming up next week, going into the week after that. You do not want to miss the fun there in Paris. In Tennessee next week, you have in Fayetteville, which is in southern middle Tennessee, just above Huntsville, Alabama, the Slaw Burger Festival in Fayetteville. It's the fifth Slaw Burger Festival, and it's home. that's the town home of the famous Slaw Burger, the pool room slaw. They also have a slaw dog contest. I love Slaw Burgers from Fayetteville, Tennessee. I used to live in Fayetteville. They don't, they don't call it Fayetteville. It's Fayetteville. And I love them. I love them. I can make them, too. I need to maybe participate in next week's Slaw Burger Festival in Lincoln County, Tennessee. Also next week, you have the National Cornbread Festival, not all that far from Fedville, in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. That's on Interstate 24, kind of just south of, uh, uh, it's just south of Sewanee and uh, the, the mountain there that you go down Interstate 24 from Nashville to Chattanooga. South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, right on the Tennessee River. And this cornbread festival is sponsored by Lodge Cast Iron Skillets, and they all have a cornbread cook-off and a whole bunch of other cornbread-related stuff at the National Cornbread Festival, South Pittsburgh TN, next week. And that also goes on for a couple of days on into the 28th of April is when that happens. Then we fast-forward to the last weekend of April. you got Taco Libre. That is in Dallas, Texas. That's where tacos are celebrated alongside of lucha libre wrestling (laughs) that is quite a combination there in big d in birmingham they have the saint elias lebanese food and cultural festival april 26th and april 27th saint elias maronite church in its 18th year this festival serves up the very best lebanese dishes from baked kibbe to baklava and that in birmingham alabama at the end of the month in irvine kentucky they have the irvine mountain mushroom festival that is in its 29th year and that is a celebration of appalachian culture and they'll have all kinds of arts and crafts right along the kentucky river the irvine mountain mushroom festival irvine kentucky and then you have in springfield missouri home of bass pro shop the rock and ribs barbecue festival april 25th through the 27th that is in its 20th year and it's a Kansas City barbecue sanctioned event celebrating Q and Southern Rock. Woo! What a combo. Springfield, Missouri, April 25th through the 27th, the Rock and Ribs Barbecue Festival. And finally, down in Tampa, we have the Tampa Bay Seafood and Music Festival, April 26th through the 28th. 
Attendees there can enjoy all kinds of delicious food cooked on site by local restaurants and food purveyors, all kinds of seafood dishes, and they'll have both alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks offered there at the Tampa Bay Seafood and Music Festival, April 26th through the 28th and again you can go to y'all.com and get the link to the 13 unique southern food festivals in the month of april what a combination from mushrooms to pickles to grits to slaw burgers to she crab soup and catfish oh we have it all right here in dixie when we come back on the y'all show our civil war spotlight continues we'll welcome in the author of the new book behind the rifle women in civil war mississippi that's ahead on y'all talk with a southern accent hey dad want to shoot some hoops in a bit buddy i promise allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment i'll just play by myself for outdoor and indoor allergies get allegra it's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief it starts working in one hour helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief yes great shot buddy let's play another game you're on dad get allegra and get back to the moment among single ingredient otc branded oral antihistamines use as directed You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 6565. Avant.com, code 6565. We are a band of brothers and native to the soil. Fighting for the property we gained by honest toil. And when our rights were threatened, the cry rose near and far. We're all for the bunny blue flag that bears a single star. Hurrah, hurrah, for southern rights, hurrah. Hurrah for the bunny blue flag that bears a single star. First gallant South Carolina nobly made the stand. Then came Alabama and took her by the hand. Next quickly Mississippi, Georgia and Florida. All raised on high the bunny blue flag that bears a single star. Hurrah! 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 For southern rights, hurrah! Hurrah! For 
blue flag that bears a single star. Taking you back a couple of decades, that is Bonnie Blue, a song written in Jackson, Mississippi, on January 9th, 1861. This is the Y'all Show, and this is the show that talks about the South. And, of course, one of the big aspects of the South is our history, and perhaps no greater time, good and bad, happened in the years 1861 to 1865 with the Civil War, the war between the states. And here in the month of April, where it's the month that the Civil War started, it's the month where the Civil War ended, we're taking a little time out each week to talk about the war. And today on the Y'all Show, in our Civil War Spotlight, we're going to welcome in Shelby Harrell. She has a brand new book that's out. It's called Behind the Rifle, Women Soldiers in Civil War, Mississippi. This is her first work. It's out on University Press of Mississippi. And she's now on the Y'all Show from Poplarville, Mississippi. Welcome into Y'all, Shelby. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for, first of all, coming on, and secondly, for writing this rather intriguing book. Now, we'll talk about the book in just a second, but I have to give you proper credit here, Shelby, because I think in your day-to-day profession, you're not writing about history. You actually are a college math professor so a nice transition to go from teaching math to letting us all know about the civil war yeah (laughs) well you know sometimes life just um doesn't go the way that we think it's going to go so um my goal was always to teach history but um uh the good lord had other plans and i'm currently teaching mathematics that's always been my profession um I've, i've only taught mathematics um uh, professionally, um, and um, but I love it. I really love teaching math. I love my job at Pearl River Community College. Um, wonderful colleagues, and um, I still get to indulge in my passion for history, which I've always had. You know, since elementary school um, is, is um, talking about history, researching history. Um, so I still get to to do this on the side as kind of like a a hobby. Um, I do have a degree in history um, as well as as math. So um, my um, my advisors throughout college just thought it was the weirdest thing in the in the world because history and math generally just don't go together. But I just you know I had to tell them I knew what I was doing. Just leave me alone and <laughs> let me do what I want to do. And uh, so uh, I'm very blessed to be able to um, to enjoy both aspects of uh, of my. Uh, my enjoyment uh, growing up through life. And Professor Harrell, I also have to give you a big tip of the hat because if you want a sample of Shelby's great teaching, you don't have to enroll at Pearl River Community College. You actually could go on YouTube and you've got a couple of videos out there giving some math tutorials on algebra. And man, I get... I get really nauseous when I think about algebra and things like that, and you actually do a good job teaching. I wish I'd have had a math teacher like you in the past. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, we um, we were transitioning between the you know the old way to to teach yes, um, um, just working problems on the board to recording our instructions on video, and so that's what those videos were is uh just kind of working our way into that and um i'm glad that they've been they've been helpful i'm really 
passionate about helping my students. I hear a lot of that. You know, I don't like math. I can't do math. <laughs> I'm scared of math or whatever. But um, so I think that's part of my enjoyment of teaching math is uh, is trying to to show the students that it's not such a bad thing after all, and uh, giving them a little confidence. There's nothing in the world like uh, seeing a student pass a test that they were they were having trouble uh, learning the concepts with, and and to help them. Um, you know, go forward in, in a course that had intimidating them. It's very fulfilling. All right. Well, segueing from the X axis of math to the Y axis of Civil War history, Shelby, you like the way I said that? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very nice. I watched your video prior to doing this interview. Hey, you have this book out about Civil War women. Now, a lot of people may know about some of the spies and all that in the Civil War, but your book really covers a bunch of different angles of women in the Civil War, specifically in the Magnolia State. So give our audience a little taste of what all they can find in your book. Oh, goodness. Well, um, not a lot of people know about women soldiers. Um, um, I certainly did not um, growing up uh, learning about it. Um, And then it, it really wasn't until... Probably about the 1990s when researchers began to, to really study women soldiers and begin to produce work. Um, I came across some early 2000s, which is when I began my research and um, been researching them, of course, ever since. So, um, so not a lot of people know about it. So I began the book with just really an introduction, um, why they would do such a thing. Um, because, of course, women weren't allowed to serve in the military 150 years ago. So it's very uh, Victorian society was very strictly uh, structured. Um, you know, men were went out into the and went out into the world to to um, um, to provide for the family. The women stayed home. And so they had their roles and you did not cross those those lines. And so women weren't allowed to, to do such a thing as, as enlisting in the military. So I explain all of that. Um, the motivations, which a lot of them were the same as men, you know, they were patriotic. They just wanted to serve their country. They were adventurous. And um, a lot of them enlisted for economic reasons because disguised as a man and enlisting in the army, they can make a lot more money than they could in their feminine roles. Uh, weren't a lot of, of decent job opportunities for women. And so I explain all of that. Um, and then I work into um, the the experiences of women soldiers in general in the field. Um, they were taken prisoners of war, and so I, I um, explain a little bit about um, the women who were at Andersonville and some of the uh, some of the other prisons and uh, their battlefield experience. You know, they were killed and wounded on the, the battlefield just like the men were, and so I share some of those stories before um, working into um, women soldiers from Mississippi, um, which the more that I researched, the more that I found, because this book wasn't originally supposed to be a book. It was supposed to be just an article. And then I started finding all of this new information more and more, and then eventually it just exploded into a book. Uh, But the women from Mississippi who fought as soldiers, um, unfortunately, we don't know their names. Um, We just know about them mostly from uh, federal soldiers who wrote about them after they picked them up off the battlefield of Peachtree Creek, for example, after they had been wounded, um, or burial details found them um, after they had been killed. And so, um, which is the case of of women soldiers 
across the country, but for Mississippi especially, um, it's unfortunate that we just we just don't know who they were. We don't know their names. Um, we just know how they were discovered. Um, and then, of course, I go into um, women soldiers from other parts of the country who came to Mississippi and fought in Mississippi battles. But um, it is the first book dealing with women soldiers of the Civil War with a regional focus. Um, There are other books out there about women soldiers, um, but they're, you know, 10, 15 years old. But mine is the first one to deal with a specific area. Awesome. We're visiting with Shelby Harold. She's the author of the book Behind the Rifle, Women Soldiers in Civil War Mississippi. She had over 10 years of research in this new book that just came out two months ago. And I encourage you, if you like the Civil War, you're not going to find too many with this kind of spin on it. Now, on the uh, book cover, Shelby, I have to ask you, you have a really cool image of one of these women, I guess, from Civil War Mississippi. Who is that on the cover and the story behind that person? Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) Press did a fabulous job with this cover. I absolutely love this cover. I received a lot of compliments on it. But it's a composite of two images of a photograph of a woman soldier who is more commonly known as Frances Hook. Um, She was from Illinois, um, and she came to Mississippi with the 90th Illinois Infantry, known as Chicago's Irish Legion. Um, and I share a great deal of her story. I have a lot of information, new information in my book, um, part of which was uncovering her true name. She was not Frances Hook. And um, you'll have to read the book to find out what her her okay. name truly was. But um, a very sad story. Um, yeah, just she had a very tough home life um, back in Illinois. And um, she basically ran away um to Chicago to get away from that, that, that home life that she had ended up joining the military. Um, like I said, came to Mississippi, um, accounts say that she stood shoulder to shoulder with her husband at a a skirmish at Coldwater station immediately following the raid at, um, Holly Springs in December 62. Um, she was also, um, involved in the siege of Jackson, um, And then eventually, in October of 63, she was out foraging, which she was going out to to find food. And um, Confederates captured her and shot her in the leg while she was trying to escape. And that's how she was discovered. Um, Ended up sending her to prison in Atlanta and then exchanging her in Graysville, Georgia, in February of 1864. And by that time, um, gangrene had set into her wound and she ended up spending about seven or eight months in hospitals in Chattanooga and Nashville and that's where those pictures were taken was in a Nashville hospital Um, nurses had encouraged her to uh, to take photographs um, one of her in a dress and one in a uniform they were they were props um, that was supplied by the photographer in Nashville and she sold these images to help raise money for herself Um, and she was uh, she was about 18 years old in in those photographs, but she eventually um, went went to Ohio and she married a um, an, an ex soldier and had two daughters. And um, so I'll just let you read the book to to find out more about her. Sounds good. Now, of course, you're mentioning Miss Hook here. You cover both Yankees and Confederates in this book. It appears. 
Yes, yes, um, because of um, the battles here in Mississippi. Like I said, um, you know, there were women from a lot of areas in different parts of the country uh, who came to Mississippi with various units to fight, um, to fight in, in the battles here in the state. So, yes, I do have, I talk about, of course, um, the Mississippi women, uh, Confederate women, and then, of course, the, the federal women who, who fought in Mississippi battles. Yeah, in case you think this is something that was just only in Mississippi of women suiting up and fighting, believe it or not, in LaGrange, Georgia, there was an outfit called the Nancy Hearts Militia, and this was an entire female military unit that were in support of the Confederate cause. They went off to march into battle, and one of the Confederates said, no, ladies, don't go fight. The war's lost. But they had a whole, they were trained and everything to fight as a female unit in LaGrange, Georgia. I'm sure you knew about that, but that uh, maybe not, you don't have, you don't have military units of women across the South, but you had brave women out fighting. That's right. And actually I've uncovered um, accounts of similar uh, militia type units, uh, home guard type units, if you will, in Choctaw and Chickasaw counties, Mississippi. Hmm. And um, I mentioned them very briefly um, in an introductory chapter. So um, women were more involved, I think, than than people have have known. You are correct on that. Shelby Harrell has been our guest here. The book is called Behind the Rifle, Women Soldiers in Civil War, Mississippi. And somewhere, I think, going with the wind, she would have been a lot better if she'd have suited up and fought. I believe the real stories that you have in your book make for a better read. Well, thank you. All right. Shelby Harrell, again, our special guest. And this book is out right now. Go pick it up on University Press of Mississippi. You can find it on Amazon and hopefully at your local bookstores. And this has been our Civil War Spotlight learning about women in the civil war in mississippi well that will conclude this hour of the y'all show hang on when we come back we're going to shift from the civil war battlefields to the battlefields of augusta it's masters week in augusta ga and jason nall will have the preview of this week's tournament all that coming up in hour two plus our sec spotlight this is y'all talk with a southern accent And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number ten. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. User get up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming get up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricted supply. See dealer for details. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. 
suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms. Unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions, don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. We continue on with more of y'all. The show is about the South. Golly, I am so fired up right now. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Well, I know what I can do. I can start shifting into this song right here in the background and do my best Jim Nance impression. Because it's master's time across the Southland. This is y'all talk with a Southern accent. And I'll never be Jim Nance, but boy, I'd like to to at least be him for a, a, about 15 minutes one day just to see what it's like. But I'm joined by my guy in the broadcast booth, and it's Jason Nall. And he's the director of the Southern States Junior Classics. Jason, welcome back. It's the y'all.com Southern Golf Report here on this Masters Thursday. What do you say, General? Well, I, you think I could do a good Jim Nance impression if I needed to? I think you could if you needed to. Do you know the first Masters that Jim Nance worked? I don't. The 1986 Masters, which uh, happens to be Jack, arguably Jack the Nicholas. most famous Masters. Yeah. Right. When Jack Nicholas won at age 46, famously written off by an 
Atlanta columnist that week who said he was rusty and old and has been and that fired the engine up in the old golden bear for one last run for the ages which turned on so many kids in our generation to the game of golf I'll never forget it oh. my favorite professional golf moment that 1986 Masters it was certainly but that, that was Jim Nance's first I didn't know that and after that tournament I wanted the little golden bear golf shirt and somewhere along there was it the next year that Larry Mize won in that dramatic playoff hole. Yeah, well, yes, Larry Mize won in uh, Larry Mize won in '88, I think. Okay, uh, but right there in that same era, I was sure watching. Is. See, I was master. That, that was another heartbreaker for Norman. Tipped in on eleven <laughs> in the playoff. Hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the great Masters moments when Larry Mize, who grew up in the Augusta area and played collegiately right. at Georgia Tech, he got that walk off win in the late 80s but some great masters scenes from those days and we hope this weekend will be another great masters moment and we'll talk about the masters here in our golf report we'll also kind of touch base with what else is going on in the game of golf beyond augusta but all eyes are on washington road these days and we've got jason Nall posted outside of washington road here in our southern golf report and jason this is the first day of the tournament and we have a large field as expected but this this field will be trimmed down dramatically after tomorrow's second round who are some of the people you have circled heading into today's action well you know if we want to talk about the the best hopes for the united states and the masters you know i'm going to kind of go with some of the people that you might think of i think the course is is playing longer than it's ever played. There's been a significant amount of rain in the Augusta area, and they have lengthened some some of the holes to try to keep up with the modern golfer who now hits it 300 plus with three woods instead of doesn't even need a driver to hit 300 anymore with some of the best. So I think you got to have distance. Uh, I, I really do. It, it, you can't play four days and compete uh, with the bombers when you're having to hit longer irons into these greens. Uh, you know, on the, the the greens at Augusta, that's where the fun begins because each green is segmented. There might be eight to ten different areas of that green that are green within itself. You need to get the ball within that area to have a chance to score on that course. Um, so I, I like Dustin Johnson. I mean, big big shocker, but he's the best driver of the ball golf ball in the world, distance and accuracy. Uh, his weakness is his short game and his putting, and that could certainly get him at Augusta. But I think he has a huge advantage with the driver. His, uh, his weakness is also wearing socks going down staircases, as we know from two years ago when he probably was the favorite to win this thing, and he fell down the week of the Masters and had to skip out on the tournament when he was probably the favorite to win. That is exactly right. I had followed him in the practice round earlier that day. And then, uh, you know, you can't have a phone in, in, in Augusta National. So the news broke and we just kind of murmured through the crowd. And we, and, you know, rumors were running rampant. What happened to Dustin Johnson? I mean, I even heard it one time he got in a fight in the parking lot. I mean, it was crazy <laughs> that day on, on the grounds because nobody had a phone to get real accurate news. And then when we got out to our, to our vehicles and, um, and got the news, and then it, it didn't even really make sense then that somebody would slide down the stairs and and uh, hurt themselves badly enough that they may not be able to start in the Masters. And sure enough, he couldn't start the next day. Uh, but I think he survived the staircases in Augusta uh, to this point, and I think he's in good shape. Uh, Brooks Kepka, the back-to-back U.S. Open winner, uh, winners in the last two years, he certainly has a chip on his shoulder. He's also a... Um, 
a uh, just a, a bomber of the golf ball. Hits, hits the golf ball a very long way. But he really doesn't get the respect of many superstars that have accomplished less than him. Uh, and he doesn't get the... Uh, the, the, the media attention, maybe, or, or even the uh, respect of, of as many f- fans following him. And nobody knows why. He's, a, you know, a, a, an American, a star, a very well-fit guy. Uh, but he just, just for whatever reason, hasn't caught caught fire, uh, you know, with the media. So I would say he has a chip on his shoulder, and he certainly has a game capable of doing uh, very well this week. So, I like both those two, the big bombers, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. What about Jordan Spieth? I saw him play in the tournament this past weekend in San Antonio. He didn't have the best performance out there, and I know he's peaked at Augusta before. Your thoughts on Spieth? Well, there's something about past champions when they get into those gates of Augusta. Uh, they just uh, sometimes are able to find it. We talked about Jack Nicholson, maybe the greatest past champion win of all time at age 46. If there's anything that can help Jordan Spieth get back on track and find that magic, especially that magic with the flat stick that he had when he was on that tear, uh, it might be being back at Augusta National. He certainly wants to win. The desires there. But in my opinion, and, and, and many people, something is off, and it begins with the putter. So we'll see. Uh, I think he's up against it with the with the wet grounds and the longer course too. He's not the longest hitter to the golf ball. He can't uh, he can't drive the ball with Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood from England. He's an invader that has a real chance. He's a a flashy guy. Uh, got the got the. Um, Hockey hair in the back, but he's ready to go. He he he's going to break through sometime, and it very well could be this week. Uh, he he drives the ball um, a tremendous distance, and and we'll have a an opportunity here this week as well. Well, this time a week ago, the following name probably never thought in a million years he would be teeing it up at Augusta National this week. Corey Connors, he won last week's uh, tournament there, the Valspar in San Antonio. He is a Canadian, but he had to qualify for last week's event in a Monday qualifying round, and he won a chance to play last week, and he won the Valspar. And now Corey Connors, who's been playing golf for a number of years, he's now participating in the Masters due to his win at the Valspar. Now, that's why golf is so great. Here is a guy that came out of nowhere, and he's now on the biggest stage. That's right. He, he he worked hard. He got in that tournament last week by a Monday qualifier, meaning he wasn't even in the field for the Valspar on Monday of last week. He had to qualify and get in and then did, did the improbable by winning the tournament. My favorite thing about his win was watching his wife's reaction. Did you happen to see any of that, uh, his wife's reaction when he was making the move down the stretch to win the tournament last weekend? I did. I was hoping she'd take her sunglasses off at some point, but she never did. <laughs> no, but she was. Uh, she she knew it was an, an incredible moment, and she was just as amazed as anybody. Her reactions were priceless. And so they're, they're, um, I promise you they haven't gotten much sleep since last uh, Sunday night, and uh, 
that life for the, that family is a whirlwind. But yes, that's what makes golf amazing. He he got the uh, the lottery ticket last weekend. Now he's in the hallowed grounds of the fabled Augusta National yeah. and the Masters. And of course, he probably wins the award for the least likely person to show up there this week. But the one thing about the Masters are the names from yesteryear that somehow mm-hmm. climb to the occasion. Last year it was Freddie Couples who had a chance on Sunday to possibly win the darn thing. Two times Masters champ. Bernard Longer, he's been a great golfer at Augusta through the years. Any of these old names might have a good chance this weekend, in your opinion, Jason? Uh, you know, let's talk about it in, in a, in a, as a chance to make the cut. Anything beyond the cut is gravy for these guys, and they're all they're all their goal is to make the cut. Uh, Bernard Langer has has, um, has has dominated the senior circuit for the last uh, six seven years. Uh, he's still playing great golf. Again, I'm going to go back to how long this golf course is going to play, and, the, and it's going to play long. And he'll be hitting seven irons, six irons into the greens, where Dustin Johnson will be hitting a pitching wedge in. And you, over four days, it's tough to compete. But if anybody can do it, it's Bernard Langer. Um, I would say Fred Couples has a better chance because he is Freddie Boom Boom. He can still boom that driver. And so he's going to be a little longer off the tee. And if he can um, do what he has done for 20 years now and amaze us all in April and put it together. I mean, he puts his whole life into this tournament every year. It's what's so important to him. And I think he'll have a chance. What happened with him last year? What happened with Couples on Sunday last year? Was it his fault or was Patrick Reed just that good in the end? Uh, well, Patrick Reed was that good in the end. Patrick, Patrick Reed, uh, 15 under final, Ricky Fowler, 14 under second. It was, um, you know, it was, it was, it's just tough. You know, I mean, this guy, he, he's not playing full time golf, uh, Fred Couples, whereas these other guys are playing full time golf. Not to say he can't win. Obviously he can. He's got a golf ball and a tee and a driver and a putter like everybody else, but it's just tougher over uh to be able to to do it when your nerves aren't tested week in week out like these regular tour players in my opinion um you know you've got phil mickelson you know he's he's a u.s open away from a grand slam two times masters champion i think he has a real chance this week i always think phil mickelson has a chance at augusta and and i think he i think he has a great chance uh he hits the ball a long way and he knows the place like the back of his hands the real mystery tiger woods who? You know, he was he was trending, you know, uh, Eldridge Woods. He was trending uh, last year and won the uh, the uh, tour championship. Um, finished the year great, uh, but was that the comeback? That's what we don't know because he's been, you know, this year has been inconsistent. Uh, injury bug again caused him to miss a start, and uh, really hasn't found that magic he had in the fall last year again here in 2019. So did we see? The crescendo of the comeback last year for Tiger Woods, is that the best it's going to get? We don't know. We don't know. Well, he kind of did something, I think, a little unusual this year. I saw where he got to Augusta on Sunday, and he usually rolls in, I guess, on Monday, but he got there a little earlier this year. He probably wanted to check out the drive, chip, and putt. Encourage right. those great kids that are out there on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, see the next generation. Uh, I mean, probably wanted to bring his kids out to see that because it's uh, it's special. 
the whole two weeks leading in now. And you've got the Augusta National Women's Amateur, followed by the drive, chip, and putt, followed by the fan favorite days of the practice round with the th- par three contest on Wednesday, and then the tournament. I mean, Tiger knows how special it is. He wanted to get in there as quick as he could, right? He does. Uh, You're right on that. And let's not leave out some other names real quick who uh, hopefully will have a, a chance to compete this year. A guy who's never won a major, but he's one of the most beloved figures on tour, Ricky Fowler. He finished runner-up last year. Do you think he's yeah. got his game going this year to be a contender this year? Absolutely. He's uh, He's got a nose for majors. I think most people think that he will win one. Uh, will this be his week? I don't know. But I, th- I promise you that uh, he, he will uh, – he will be in the mix. He, uh, he always is in the mix of the majors, and I think that there will be no exception here. We've also got Roy McElroy, who's going for his grand slam. The fourth major for him is the Masters. That's what he needs. He's had five. This will be his fifth crack at it. It's been five years since, believe it or not, since Roy McElroy won a major championship. That is hard for me to believe. That's how quick time flies. Uh, but every year that passes that Roy doesn't win the Masters. He was in the final group last year with Patrick Reed shot a 74 and couldn't pressure read but um this is um you know this is his major championship to complete the grand slam there's no more pressure on anybody in the field than Roy McIlroy one so, of the one of the best names in 2018 a fairly fairly newcomer to the to the PGA Tour at least was Mr. SMU Mustang Bryson DeChambeau the guy with the derby cap out there on the golf course your take on Mr. Strange philosophy and how he will perform at Augusta National. The mad scientist, Bryson <laughs> DeChambeau. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We'll see. I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a skeptical of Bryson at Augusta, maybe because I would say there's a lot of factors at Augusta. The greens I, discuss, I discussed earlier are the most complex in all of golf. And he may have too many things running through his head to putt good on those greens. And you'll, have you ever known a Masters champion that didn't putt great? They all do. That's the one thing in common. Think of Jordan Spieth when he was winning his Masters. He was snake eyes with the 12-footers, the 8-footers, making them all. Tiger Woods, he never missed an 8-footer that mattered when he was on his run. Jack Nicklaus in 86, draining the 15-footer on 17 and raising that putter and hearing, yes, sir. <laughs> it's all about the putter. Can Bryson get, Bryson's got the game. Can he can he see clearly and, and whatever goes on in his mind because it's very complicated and he's a great golfer and he sees things that others don't. Will he see too many things on those greens at Augusta? I don't know. That's what we're that's what we're all excited to see this weekend play out. That's right. We're talking to a guy who's excited about it. I'm excited. Hopefully, you all are excited about the Masters. We're visiting with Jason Nall, Executive Director of the Southern States Junior Classics, and we're talking about this year's Masters. As far as the professional players at Augusta National this weekend from Dixie, want to give a special shout out to former Georgia Tech golfer Stuart Sink. He'll be teeing it up. You've got Fred Couples, former Wake Forest golfer. He'll be there. We mentioned Bryson DeChambeau will be among the field. You also have former Oklahoma State golfer Ricky Fowler. We mentioned his name a little while ago. Also, Billy Horschel, I believe, is out of Florida. Charles Howell III, I'm not sure where he is from. Do you know where he's from? Augusta, Georgia. Is he? Okay. Well, 
Yep. He's a hometown guy. All right. Well, on the other side of the – Now, you're leaving out one southern golfer who is in Augusta this week. Well, I'm going going in alphabetical order, so bear with me here. I may get to that name, and if I skip him, you can come back and and pick on me. Up next is – I'm afraid you're going to skip him, but okay. uh, Up next after Charles Howell in alphabetical order is a guy who grew up on the other side of the Savannah River. It's Dustin Johnson from Dutch Fork High School in the Columbia, South Carolina area, and he's teeing it up this weekend. A guy that makes his off-season home on Sea Island, Brunswick, Georgia area, Zach Johnson. He's a native of, I think, Iowa, but he plays in Georgia most of his time when he's not teeing it up on tour. Kevin Kisner is also from across the Savannah River. He's from Aiken, South Carolina, and he just won a couple of weeks ago on tour. He will be suited up in the field this weekend. And uh, Patton Kazir, I believe he played at Auburn. Does that sound right? Sounds right. Yep, he's there. Brooks Kepka, former Florida State golfer, Matt Kuchar, Cooch, Georgia Tech alum, and also a resident of Sea Island down in the Brunswick, Georgia area. Not sure where Andrew Landry is from, but he's an American golfer teeing it up this weekend. And Adam Long, not sure where Adam's from. We'll go ahead and claim him. Keith Mitchell, not sure where he's from. We'll claim him. Him, Larry Mize, the aforementioned Augusta native and Georgia Tech golfer. He's in the field this weekend. Also, you have Patrick Reed from right in Augusta and a former golfer for the Augusta State, State Bobcats, I think, or Jaguars or something like that. They've changed the name about three times since he played there. But Patrick Reed will be in the field this weekend. You're defending champion. And you're defending champion. Former Wake Forest golfer Webb Simpson also in the field this weekend as a former U.S. Open winner. And you have Vanderbilt alum Brant Snedeker in the field. Former Texas Longhorn Jordan Spieth. And Kyle Stanley's in there. Not sure where he is from. Roll Tide, Justin Thomas is in the field. And Justin, did he win the Masters a couple years ago? No, Justin Thomas has not won a Masters. Oh, okay. He won the PGA Championship. Okay, sorry about that, Masters. Kevin Tway's in the field. Bubba Watson, the former Georgia Bulldog and a Florida native, he's in the field. Jimmy Walker, I think, is from somewhere in the south. And we're running out of people. Aaron Wise and Gary Woodland and Tiger Woods is a Florida resident. When he's not on tour, of course, he's a California native. That's your American professionals. Did I leave out anybody? Well, you'd left out – a southern icon, a southern treasure who has his own annual tradition in Augusta. So, yes, I'm going to say you left out John Daly, <laughs> the boss hog. Who never won a former Masters. Former Razorback and uh, PGA and uh, Open Championship two-time major victor. Do you know about his tradition in Augusta? I do not. I do not tell him. It's been probably a good 15 years since John Daly has received an invitation uh, to play in the Masters Tournament. Not being a former champion, he has not qualified otherwise. But for those 15 years, each year, John Daly brings his tour bus that he travels around to play an event in and parks it in the Hooters parking lot. And John meets with the the wilder side of golf. Those fans over there, they have the Augusta Bikini Contest. It's an annual (laughs) event. And he sells merchandise. And he hangs out in the Hooters parking lot for the week of the Masters. And how well known is this? How how many people? uh, It's pretty well known. Uh, Of course, John's had Hooters as a sponsor for a while now on his bag. And uh, uh, he's, um, he's, uh, he's been doing this for over a decade. And 
the for the golf fans that make their trek to Augusta when you're lucky enough to have a ticket for either a practice round or, or a tournament day. Everyone knows where John Daly is, right. and everybody knows where the party is. All right. Well, it's right there. The Hooters is right across from Augusta National yeah. on Washington Road. We told you Jason right next was to just – we, we told the, the Jason was just down Washington Road here on this report, so maybe you're working your way to Hooters on Washington Road in Augusta, Georgia right now. And if you are, Jason, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But uh, it's great that John Daly is a part of the Masters Week, even though officially, I guess, uh, he is not. But unofficially, he's very much a part of the Masters. Real quick, we've got a couple of amateurs from the United States participating in this week's Masters. Devin Bling and Kevin O'Connell are your two Americans. Jason, do you know anything about Mr. Bling or Mr. O'Connell? Yeah, I'm not too familiar with either one of their games. Uh, I can tell you more about Mr. O'Connell. He won the USGA mid-amateur and earned his qualifying pass into the Masters. Uh, He's 30 years old. played golf at the University of North Carolina. has stayed with the game and and that's what makes the master special is how these amateurs are allowed to compete with the professionals and have ways to earn their way into the field an amateur has never won the masters um but the uh the low amateur is awarded every year in butler cabin at the same time that the green jacket winner is and so i i would say that um this will be another year where an amateur doesn't win, but it would be great if, uh, if, if one of these American amateurs could make the cut and, uh, and have a, an experience of a lifetime. And you never know, maybe propel their career to the next level and, uh, and become a professional. All right. O'Connell's there along with Bling. Bling is a sophomore at UCLA and he's a Californian native. Those are your two American amateurs participating in this week's Masters. We'll go to a break. When we come back, we've got a little bit more time. We'll talk with Jason Nall, our special guest about this week's Masters. And I'm going to put him on the spot. Who is going to win the Masters and who's going to be the runner-up? He's going to have to come up with an answer when we come back from the break. Plus, I want to talk to him about some of the other nuances of the Masters. It's such a great event, but it's a little different the way everything's set up in Augusta. And I want to get Jason's take on that. Plus, we'll talk about what else is going on in the world of golf outside of Augusta this weekend this is the southern golf report with jason all and your host john raw we'll be right back credit products are made by webbank rates and terms vary based on credit history amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion other restrictions apply see website for details how did i get into credit card debt a trip to the emergency room car repairs (sighs) moving expenses There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 6565. Avant.com code 6565. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. 
Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video streams at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. We are back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We're continuing on with our Southern Golf Report since it's kind of the Super Bowl of Southern Golf this week. It's the Masters as they teed it off early this morning. And we'll continue on with round one today and moving on to round two tomorrow. They'll have the cut and you'll have a great weekend of golf from Augusta National on CBS this weekend. Jason is the executive director of the Southern States Junior Classics, and we're talking golf. We've got the SEC spotlight coming up at the end of this hour, so stick around for the latest in Southeastern Conference news here on today's Y'all Show. Jason, the Masters is something unlike any other golf tournament. Just the tradition there, the scenery. That's why I'm half of, half of my excitement of the Masters isn't because of the game of golf. It has to do with just how beautiful the thing is on TV, the theme song that you hear, and it's kind of that indication that the spring is is officially here that easter's just about here and all is right with the south that's what the masters means to me well those are great things to think of come uh, masters week and that's certainly what it has meant to me and, and, and my family through the years uh, i can remember um you know growing up and, and being so excited to watch the masters on tv and back then in the 80s and even into till the through the 90s they never even showed the front nine on television you only saw the back nine uh that and i can remember uh those back nine heroics from jack nicholson 1986 we talked about i can remember uh the heartbreak of greg norman and then all of the beautiful uh botanical setting of augusta national in the background with all this human um tragedy and triumph playing out in front of our eyes and uh you know it's 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 honestly what has made the game of golf so special to me all these years is 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 those memories of the masters and those heroes and villains through the years uh and it's just it's just great great theater great golf and in the most beautiful setting in the world well one of the great things about the masters unlike every other golf tournament from a major standpoint it stays at the same course every year so even if you're a person who's not even in this country you know augusta national if you follow the game of golf where the u.s open rotates even the open championship rotates over in great britain this one is always at Bobby Jones creation right there in Augusta, Georgia. And it's just that tradition, a tradition like no other. I think they ought to use that as a catchphrase. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good catchphrase. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it certainly is. It's 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 old home week. It's it's seeing our past heroes and champions go out and play with the current modern stars on the same course uh, that that has been the stage for all these years. That uh, and Bobby Jones uh, created Augusta National to host the Masters. It was built to host the tournament touches the Masters. It was originally called the Masters Invitational and then uh, came on to be just called the Masters. And if you ask any young man or young now young woman with the conclusion of women in, Masters, in the Masters uh, celebration leading in, what the biggest tournament in the world is, nine out of 10 are gonna tell you the Masters. The other one will tell you the Open Championship over across the pond. But even, uh, even for those uh, foreign golfers, the Masters, whole special memories and, and for americans there's nothing that compares yeah now you had a chance to go to augusta national and experience what masters week is all about what are some of the things that don't get talked about a lot that kind of stuck with you jason you talked earlier about how you can't have a phone on the course that's very unusual in today's world uh, that's true you can't have a phone another thing to think about is everyone has uh, little folding chairs with no backs. Okay, those are the chairs that people use to sit around the greens and and to watch the tournament. And you leave those chairs when you go to get your Masters soda or your Masters light beer. There's no brands on any products in there, by the way. They're all Masters or Masters Diet or Masters Light or Masters Moon Pies. Uh, the Masters is a brand when you're in Augusta National. But you can leave your chair right where you left it with no worries of anyone ever taking it because that would be dirty pool. You can't take somebody's chair. You can't even sit in it and they're gone. So uh, there's lots of traditions. There's the Players try to skip a ball in the practice rounds across uh, the pond on 16 and land on the green, and it's a big deal. Uh, they hit a shot, a low running shot that skips across, and if the player makes it on the green, the crowd goes nuts like it's a hole in one. I mean, <laughs> it's there. There are different traditions there at Augusta that um, uh, that you're you're lucky enough to enjoy when you can go to a practice round or the tournament proper. Yeah. Now, when you went to Augusta, did did you find it expensive? No, it's really not. Uh, the, the tickets themselves, uh, I would say, for an event of that caliber, are, are, are quite reasonable if you buy them at face value. If you buy them other methods to get in the gate, you know, it's it's what are you willing to pay for a once in a lifetime opportunity. Uh, then, the, from a concession standpoint, the concessions are. Uh, you know, it's $2 for pimento cheese sandwich, the famous Augusta National pimento cheese, $2 for a ham on rye, uh, $2 for an Augusta uh, Masters light beer. So uh, concessions aren't overly expensive. When you go into the um, into the uh, pavilion to the tents for the merchandise, yeah, the, you know, Masters uh, golf shirt's going to cost you 80 to 100 bucks. Uh pull over more than a hundred bucks so you know just uh if you're gonna buy some merchandise with that master's logo on it that you can't buy in stores and you can't buy anywhere else and you know you're gonna have to lay out a, a, a little uh a little bankroll to get that but the, the concessions the beers the the bottled waters master's bottled waters are really <laughs> cool they have a you see the, a picture of of uh 13 through the bottle on the water uh and 13 the famous par five with the azaleas in the background so they have their own bottle of water too but um 
you know, it's just a, it's a great experience that any golfer should try to go. I've been lucky enough to go three times. That's awesome. And uh, so it's um, it's a, it's a great week and a pilgrimage for golfers. Well, maybe when we're down there next time, Jason, we'll just drop your name around the Masters people in the green jackets, and they'll give us a discount at the merchandise store. How does that sound? They'll give you whatever you want. You just drop <laughs> Jason All, Southern States Junior Classics Executive Director, and watch the gates fly open. <laughs> I mean, you'll be amazed. Everybody, I encourage you to do that. Yeah. All Have right. Have a great time. Before we switch over to anything else related golf outside of Augusta, Georgia this week, Jason, we got to get your pick for the winner and runner up in this year's Masters Tournament. I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson. Okay. Uh, I think he, I think he's the uh, best driver of the golf ball on planet Earth and beyond. And I think that's going to be very, very important this week uh, with the distance of the course and uh, the water that uh, we've taken in, uh, in the last week and throughout the winter in the south. A damp course, uh, I think distance is a huge advantage. I think Dustin Johnson has both distance and accuracy off the tee, and I think he'll be the breakthrough winner. Um, for a runner-up, I really, really like Phil Mickelson. Okay, I do. Uh, I think I think this is his last year to uh, seriously contend in major championships. I thought that uh, you know he is on up in his forties. Of course, he's in great shape, and 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 uh, the time is our worst enemy. So I think Phil Mickelson's going to have a great week this week. Uh, I like him to grab the runner-up finish. So he'll do a little bit better in this weekend's performance than he did back the day after Thanksgiving with Tiger Woods. Is that what you're predicting? Let's just say he'll play up to the level of the competition. <laughs> he played. He and Tiger, they were they were about the same level that weekend after Thanksgiving, and, and they didn't play their best golf. But I think uh, Augusta National stirs the soul. Okay. It, it stirs Phil Mickelson's soul like no one else. If you notice this morning when the honorary starters – teed off to start the Masters. Look who was out there to see, see him tee off. It's Phil Mickelson. Oh. He never misses it. Yeah. Uh, he believes in this week. He loves the Masters. He is so proud to be a Masters champion, and he really was going to give it his all as, all, as, as always. And it's always wonderful to see the Golden Bear and the Black Knight in Augusta, Georgia. All right, Jason, outside of Augusta, GA, what else golf-wise can we get from you before we say goodbye to you and move over to something called the Southeastern Conference, which I don't even want to talk about today, but we have to. Well, I'm going to tell you that the rest of the golf world – uh, more or less knows its role and, and, and the master takes center stage this week. Uh, it, it's the biggest event in the, in the world in golf and the same for this week. Uh, what we're looking at though is, is our, our college teams are now heading into the stretch of their season and they're preparing for the NCAA finals, uh, or NCAA, uh, the conference finals and NCAA regionals. Uh, so you can look for your, your, your best college golf teams really trying to get ready. Uh, we had the Clemson, Clemson Invitational going on earlier this week. Uh, we've had a few invitationals wrapping up and you can look at over the next three weeks, your conference golf championships and then your NCAA uh, regionals and and as we build toward a, a national collegiate golf champion. All right. We've got to give a shout out to last week's Augusta National Women's Amateur Champ Jennifer Cupcho, a Wake Forest Demon Deacon. She won that. So we told you about it earlier in the week, but since we're talking a little college golf, a shout out to Cupcho and 
her big title there. I don't know if a national championship is as good as winning at Augusta, but she, by the way, is the current well, she, champion. She's got both of them. I know. So we'll ask her. <laughs> Let me tell you, Cup Show played the back nine at Augusta National the first time at least that she's ever played it in any type of competition on mm-hmm. national TV, the first women we've ever seen play this, and she shoots four under on the back nine at Augusta. Are you kidding me? That was amazing. That, it was as amazing as anything I've ever seen. What's the difference in the tee box for the women out there this past weekend and what the guys will be playing with this weekend? It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, they were playing a little bit shorter, but in relation to, you know, Cup Show probably hits driver 280. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, she's bombing it anyway. I mean, maybe it was it was a 1,000 yards shorter than what the men play. But – you know the women are, are physically aren't going to be able to hit it as far as Dustin Johnson. You know that's that's a fact. Don't tell so, Jennifer Cupchair so, that she's going you know, she's going to be out to prove you wrong one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Jennifer Cupchair is great, uh, and so I, I I think one thing we don't need to think about though honestly is distances different between men. I mean, I mean, you're talking to somebody who runs junior golf tours. You want to play the appropriate distance to be challenged. They were at the appropriate distance. For the for the distance that they hit the golf ball, and for them to shoot that, I mean, just to be able to putt that well. If she made the putt on eighteen, she didn't have to have it. She's going to win anyway. She makes that twenty footer to just birdie out on eighteen. It was it was spectacular. It was meant to be. The golf gods really smiled at uh, the membership of Augusta National and the the leadership of Augusta National that created this event to put that performance on on sunday uh, i mean on saturday last week yeah. now maria fazi the razorback who finished second battled hard they'll be the top they'll go at it again here in fayetteville arkansas at the blessings golf course when arkansas hosts the ncaa championship ah. in may and so and if you see any of the comments they all they maria said great round i'll see you in march in may <laughs> what she's talking about is she gets one more chance uh, so the uh, Annika Award winner for the greatest, uh, the awarded for the best college player last year, Maria Fozzi, the NCAA champion, Jennifer Gupcho finished one two in that event. And the, hey, you know what? It was great golf, and and I, I I really really enjoyed that whole process that whole week. So um, it couldn't have played out any better. I could not have played out any better. All right. Well, perfect segue as we get rid of you and bring on the SEC after the break, Jason. Anything you want to say about SEC golf? before we say goodbye to you yeah i mean uh you know the the, the sec conference championships are uh down in birmingham they're they're coming up uh, rapidly the first week of may uh anybody who from the south that wants to watch the next level both men and women golfers i would encourage you to go to the sec college golf championship is it the I men mean, and women at the same place it is, and um, and it's uh, it's an it's an enjoyable week. Again, much more laid back than a professional event. Where I mean, there's still ropes there. You're not going to, but but the crowd's smaller. Everything's a little smaller. It's a little bit more personal, and, and you get to see college golfers, uh, you know, go out and and play as a team and and try to bring home a conference championship. So, from an SEC standpoint, it's coming up the SEC conference championships. Uh, you know, I, anybody can get a ticket. Anybody can go, and, and it's uh, great golf, and you get to get up close and personal. 
And your current golfers of the week in the SEC, Hunter Wolcott of the Tennessee Vols. He's a junior from Burns, Tennessee. Your men's freshman golfer of the week from Knoxville, Tennessee, Ryan Hall, who plays for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Women's golfer of the week is an Ole Miss golfer, Connor Beth Ball, a sophomore from Starkville, Mississippi. And your women's freshman golfer of the week in the SEC is also from the Land Sharks, Ellen Kay, a Swedish golfer. Those are your top golfers this week in the Southeastern Conference. Jason Nall, thank you again. Jason's with the Southern States Junior Classics, and we look forward to talking to you not next week. we got to have you on here tomorrow to give us an update of what happened in round one. How about that? That'll be fun. We'll do it. All right, Jason Nall. Have a great day. All right. We will have that SEC Spotlight. We'll talk about other things in golf when we come back on Y'all. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 6565. Avant.com, code 6565. Final segment of this Thursday Y'all Show. John Rawl, your narrator here. And again, thanks to Jason Nall for coming on and giving us a full Masters preview. And he'll be back with us at the start of Friday's Y'all Show with a report of today's first round action. Also want to thank Mr. Nall for letting us know about the SEC golf standings and how things are going from a golf perspective in the Southeastern Conference. And hey, we got that Arkansas fight song playing for you right now. 
Not only because they've had that great female golfer that nearly won the first Augusta Women's National Amateur last week, but the Hogs are doing good in college baseball. And as we look at the standings of SEC baseball, Arkansas leads the West, but they kind of have a tie with the Landsharks of Mississippi. Both teams are 8-4, and four, as well as LSU. There's a three-way tie atop the SEC Baseball West standings. Mississippi State is 7-5. and five. A&M is 7-4-1. Auburn's 7-5. Boy, some good baseball played on the west side of the bracket. Poor old Alabama, they're 4-8 and eight in SEC baseball standings. When you head east, the Georgia Bulldogs at Foley Field, boy, they're doing great this year. Georgia is 9-3 and three and have a pretty good lead in the east. Vanderbilt is 7-5. and five. Mizzou, 5-6-1. Tennessee's 4-8. Tennessee was perfect when the season started, but they've had some losses come their way in SEC play. The Gators of Florida are 4-8. South Carolina is 3-9 and nine in SEC play, while UK is 2-10. and 10. That's your SEC baseball standings. Now, what's going on on the diamond this week in terms of SEC play? Georgia climbs Rocky Top to take on Tennessee in Knoxville. Auburn visits Bluebell Park. They'll have a series with the Texas A&M Aggies. Arkansas will be in Nashville to take on Vandy. South Carolina goes south to visit the Florida gators lsu goes to take on the other tigers missouri welcomes in the bayou Bengals this weekend for a series alabama heads us 84 west not or 82 west whichever one it is not very far only an hour away they'll be in starkville at the duty to take on the mississippi state bulldogs ranked six in the country by the way and the kentucky wildcats go down to swayze field for a series against the fish of mississippi that's your sec baseball update now to the sport of college basketball and we have a couple of sec players who've declared themselves for the nba point guard for auburn jared harper says he'll leave auburn at the end of the spring semester to enter the nba draft he helped auburn to the first final four appearance for au and of course they lost a one-point heartbreaker to eventual national champion virginia last saturday jared harper nba bound And on Rocky Top, Grant Williams, the forward for UT, says he's entering the NBA draft to test the waters, but the consensus All-American, he hasn't ruled out the possibility of returning to UT for his senior season. He's a six foot seven junior who graduates next month. So congratulations to Grant Williams. But Coach Barnes would love to have him back at UT and see where they can go next year with him alongside other great players for Rick Barnes' program. But Williams says he's going to test the waters that out of ut now what about uk kentucky sophomore forward pj washington the team's leading scorer this past year and he also was the rebounding leader for uk he is entering the nba draft he announced this on social media on tuesday he's also hiring an agent he's already thanked uk's coaches like calipari and he says thanks for helping a kid from dallas see his dreams come true pj washington NBA bound. And those are the three that I'm aware of as of today's y'all show SEC to NBA, it appears. Now to some Alabama football. The Crimson Tide and Oklahoma have announced a home and home series in the years 2032 and 2033. Boomer Sooner will host the first game in the series in Norman on September 11th, 2032. And then the following year, a game will be played in Tuscaloosa on September 10th of 2033 oklahoma holds a 3-2-1 series advantage over alabama 
But the Crimson Tide recently beat Oklahoma, winning the Capital One Orange Bowl 45-34 to during the semifinal round of last season's college football playoff. But the Crimson Tide and OU, two of the great programs in college football history, going to get it together on the football field, but you got to wait a long time for the regular season contest of these two programs. And that's your SEC Spotlight, and that is your Thursday, y'all, with the General John Rawl. want to remind you, on Friday, we'll have Jason Nall back on here with a Masters update. We'll let you know about college sports going on this weekend. Our friend Cleve Marsh will be back. It's Marshland with Cleve Marsh, and he's going to welcome in a commissioner with the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, Angie Box, will be his special guest in Marshland out in the south. That's in Hour 1 of Friday's Y'all Show. Then we'll have all the fun in Hour 2, our Friday Free for Y'all. We'll have a salute to Earl Thomas Conley, country music great, one of my favorites. He passed away on Wednesday, and we'll have a salute to ETC at in our second hour of Friday's Y'all Show and all kind of other good stuff coming your way on the show. So enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be right back here tomorrow. sufferers. My name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms. Unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474.